Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I am your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. All right. So to get started, I wanted to comment about uh, a couple episodes ago where I was talking about texting and what I've learned about texting. After I'd recorded it and and published it to the the podcast uh, site, uh, I forgot to mention, or I realized that I forgot to mention how long to wait to text a chick after a date. Because that comes up on the 3% Man Facebook group all the time. And it, I think it, it, it took me until maybe the fourth read of Corey's book to, to finally get it. But the book is very clear on this. You wait a week and then set another definite date. That means you don't text her the next day and say, hey, I had a good time, even if you slept with her, okay? You don't, you, you don't have to text her, you know, when you get home. I mean, you could, <clears throat> you know, if she asks you, hey, text me when you get home so I know you got home safe, go ahead and do her a solid and do that. But other than that, you don't fucking text her for a whole week. And I believe uh, he actually says if you go out on a Wednesday or Thursday, you wait until the following Monday or Tuesday. So basically five days. So I hope that's clear, and I apologize for not including that in that episode. This week, I wanted to touch on the Law of Attraction. Now, it's in the description of the podcast that, you know, it's not just about Corey's book. You know, we talk about the Law of Attraction, but there's some ties into that, and I will get back to that in a little bit. Uh, first, I want to just sort of name some books that I've read on the subject. And the first book, I should say, I always say read, but I, I'm more of an audiobook guy. So 
just whenever I say I've read a book, just assume it was an audiobook. <laughs> so uh, back in uh, December of last year, 2019, um, I listened to The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And, every, and most people are familiar with The Secret because the movie The Secret came out in 2006. And really, it's what opened up a lot of people's eyes to the law of attraction. It certainly opened up my eyes to the law of attraction. Um, the next book that I listened to, sorry, I'm just going <laughs> to go ahead and correct myself on that one right away, uh, was The Power by Rhonda Byron. So it's the second book in the series, and I think the third book is The Hero. But I'll tell you what, after listening to The Power, which... Um, the secret is all about the law of attraction and the power is about love, right? But in reality, it's just an extension of the secret and you really don't need to listen to the power. If you're going to listen to anything by Rhonda Byron, uh, I would just stick with the secret. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one and that's all you need. Everything else is just redundant. Um... Then I listened to Mastering the Law of Attraction by Andy Shaw. That was an interesting book. Uh, I believe Andy Shaw is a British gentleman. So, you know, he had a really thick kind of Cockney type accent. Um, and that was really fascinating. But still, I didn't think it was great. You know, like I feel like The Secret was so great. And that's why it was so popular. But it was a decent book, you know. Um, the next one, I just finished it maybe a week or two ago at the time of this recording, but it's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it came out in 1937. And what's fascinating about that book is that uh, Andrew Carnegie, you know, the steel mogul of the late 1800s, early 1900s, uh, sort of came up with, you know, he had these visions on what it was that made him a success and before he died he wanted to share that with the world so he basically commissioned napoleon hill to write the book but he didn't pay napoleon hill a single dime he invited napoleon hill to his house or to his office or something uh someone is probably gonna message me on the the three percent man board and correct me but uh he invited uh, Andrew Carnegie invited him to New York to have a three-hour meeting with him. He sat down with Napoleon Hill and kind of got a feel for him and then said, you're coming with me to my house for the next three days and basically just did a knowledge dump on Napoleon Hill. And then at the end of those three days, he says, I want you to take everything that I, I learned <clears throat> and I'm also going to put you in connection with some of the greatest uh, successful men in our, of our time. And I want you to learn what they did to be successful and put it all in a book. And it took him like 25 years to do it. But he, you know, he interviewed people like uh, Thomas Edison and Henry Ford and stuff like that. And he came up with basically these 13 uh, qualities of a successful person. But the, what's interesting is... Uh, well, I'll get to it in a minute. But basically, uh, so it's a very good book about setting definite goals and using the power of auto-suggestion to plant and visualize an idea in your mind, right? Auto-suggestion is just another word for affirmation. So you just maybe write out a list of things like, I'm going to make a million dollars in a year. 
I'm going to do this, I'm handsome, I'm attractive, whatever you want to say. It just, you read it to yourself in the morning and the evening, like twice a day, maybe five times a day or something like that. And it's that repetition just seeps into your subconscious mind. And that's where the power is. Um, he also talks about the importance of putting emotion behind an idea. And he says, you know, the biggest emotion is, is faith. You know, faith is a very big emotion. And if you can put that faith behind an idea, you're going to achieve that idea. So, and then getting back to what I was saying is, uh, he refers to all of this as using your sixth sense to tap into infinite intelligence. So it goes back to the law of attraction and the idea that, you know, we're all, just uh, operating on vibrations and frequencies. And as we're thinking, our subconscious mind is thinking, it's putting out frequencies that taps into other people's thinking and frequencies. And also, you know, basically everything around us is made up of atoms and energy. And you putting that out there will attract that stuff into your life. Um, some books on my to-read list. Uh, my next one based on the law of attraction is You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor. Now, if you don't know who Bob Proctor is, Bob Proctor was in the movie The Secret. He was that first like old guy with the suit and the glasses and the white hair that asks you, what do you really want, right? What's interesting about Bob Proctor is he spent like the last, I don't know, 60 years reading and rereading Think and Grow Rich. And he basically attributes that book to like all of his success in life. And he basically just goes around reteaching what Napoleon Hill put in his book, but in like a different way. And I'm assuming that <clears throat> You Were Born Rich is going to be sort of a his take on Think and Grow Rich. So I'm, I'm very interested to see that. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go on YouTube and watch Bob Proctor speak, treat yourself because that dude is amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Uh, the next up on the list is the Wallace D. Waddles trilogy. Now, Wallace D. Waddles, uh, he wrote a book called The Science of Getting Rich. And uh, so the trilogy is The Science of Getting Rich and like two other books that he wrote right after that. Um, but that book, The Science of Getting Rich, inspired The Secret. Uh, that book came out in 1910 and... Uh, Rhonda Byrne, I guess, read that book, and that's really what inspired her to learn the law of attraction and, and come up with the secret. The next book on my list is The Master Key System by Charles F. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Hanel or something. Um, he, he's a, his book, The Master Key System, is also another precursor to the secret. It was, it was published in 1916. So what is the law of attraction? I've sort of touched on it a little bit. Basically, Wikipedia says that the law of attraction is the belief that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into a person's life. The belief is based on the ideas that people and their thoughts are made from pure energy and that process of like energy attracting like energy exists through which a person can improve their health, wealth, and personal relationships. <clears throat> so I, I sort of also hinted at it at the beginning of the podcast, but Paul, 
what the fuck does this have to do with 3% man, you're asking? Like, I thought this was a 3% man podcast. Well, fuck, man. It is, brother. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. So, how does this apply to 3% man? Well, Corey's book talks about having an abundance mindset when it comes to dating women, right? He talks about how you have to have the mentality that there's another bus every 15 minutes, right? And uh, just a, a quick side topic on that. Um, having that mindset has changed a lot for me, and I'll touch on that a little bit later, um, especially when it comes to dating. Corey also has us do an exercise, and I, I talk about this on the on the 3% Man Facebook page all the time, but Corey also has us do an exercise where we sit down, write out our list of wants and don't wants in our dream girl, and to study that list, and he asks us to study that list basically every day, right? Um, Corey also has us write out a love letter to our imaginary woman and and then do it with feeling and intention and you write it in the present tense. Now that sort of thing, really, uh, that's all an exercise of using the law of attraction, you know, to put that out to the universe or as, you know, like I mentioned before, Napoleon Hill puts it, put it out to infinite intelligence to attract what we want. Um, going back to Bob Proctor, Bob Proctor talks about that all the time. He, he always says, you know, write it out on paper. I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful now that I have the woman of my dreams or whatever, you know. But the, the act of writing it out and putting feeling behind it puts an image in your mind. And then reading it every day is the act of auto-suggestion or affirmation that seals it in our subconscious mind. And once our subconscious mind grabs a hold of something and believes it, it will steer us in the direction that we want to go. I'll talk about that in a little bit as well. So why does this work? You know, I've, uh, I talk about the law of attraction on the, on the 3% man page all the time. And most guys are on board. I think most guys have seen it work in their life and they actually believe it. And that's badass. But then there's always the skeptical guy on the page. Excuse me. You know, there's always someone that says law of attraction is bullshit or whatever. And uh, to that, I say, you know what? It's if that's what you believe, (laughs) you know, it really I mean, a lot of this comes to what you believe and, you know, what's in your head. So if you believe it's not going to work, guess what? It's not going to fucking work. But I'll tell you this right now. It's not hocus pocus mumbo jumbo. I also mentioned this before, too. We and everything around us is made up of energy, right? If you take a a powerful enough microscope and you put it like on your skin, you'll see that your body isn't solid, right? It's made up of atoms and atoms are made up of energy. A blade of grass outside your window right now is made up of atoms and energy. The walls around you are made up of atoms and energy, okay? Literally everything around us is made up of atoms and energy. The stars in the universe. What the fuck do you think those are made of? <laughs> right? So science has been able to, uh, science has also been able to measure brain waves from outside of the body. Okay? They've been able to, to sense waves coming out of your head, and when you change your thought, those waves change as well. So that's actually been scientifically measured. 
There's also another thing too uh, that you can Google. It's called Krillian photography. And what it, what it does is uh, it takes pictures at a certain frequency, but it can detect energy leaving the body. So pictures uh, that are taken with a, a Krillian photography method, you'll see basically like auras around people. And, you know, some people think that's nonsense, but it's really just, you know, surges of energy leaving your body. You radiate, you literally radiate energy. Science has also been able to prove that our positive and negative thoughts can control that energy. I mentioned that before. And then also uh, quantum physicists actually believe now that consciousness has an impact on the universe around us. So it's... There, science is starting to look closer at this, but um, it's fascinating. If you if you watch the movie The Secret, they talk about you know how energy can never be created or destroyed. It moves uh, in things, through things, and out of things. It, it goes into form, out of form, and into form. Right? Uh, it's always been, always was, and that's that's energy. And then if you look at scripture, right? I'm not gonna go into, uh, you know, theology or any specific uh, religion, but most religious books talk about God in the same way, that God's always been, always was, you know, wasn't created, has always been, moves in form, through form, out of form, right? And uh, so, I mean, you can kind of almost look at this stuff like it's a scientific explanation of God, right? And if God created us in his image, like, you know, uh, some of the scripture tells us, then if you think about it on a scientific level that, you know, that maybe God created us as energy beings, it makes a little bit more sense. Okay. That's all I'm going to say there. I don't want to get into arguments about religion or people being atheists or agnostic or Muslim or Jewish. It, it, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> okay. Um, if you are an atheist, I think this sort of maybe speaks this should speak to you better because there's a scientific explanation for all this shit. So, Corey gives us an example of his book of why this works as well, right? He, he gives us an example of when you buy a particular car, um, you start noticing that same model everywhere you go, right? You buy, let's say, a Honda Accord, and maybe you never took notice of uh, notice of it before, but now your your intention was on it. You were thinking about it. You decided to buy it. Now when you drive around, they're they're fucking everywhere. I think a better example of how this works, especially after reading the the Power of Habit, and again by reading, I mean I listened to it on audiobook. But I think a better analogy is showing the power of our subconscious mind. So think of it this way: Have you ever been driving for hours, uh, to someplace you, you've been maybe a million times, right? So let, let's say, uh, let's say you drive an hour commute every day to work, right? You've done it a thousand times. Uh, you could probably do it with your eyes closed. Have you ever experienced that feeling of getting somewhere, but you don't remember the last 30 minutes of how you got there? Cause I have, I have. I've gotten to some place and I'm just like, wait a minute, what the fuck? <laughs> Where the fuck have I, how the fuck did I get here and get here safely, right? Well, a lot of that is because you've done it so often 
that your subconscious mind went on autopilot and drove you there. And as you're on autopilot, your subconscious mind's getting you where you're going. It sort of allows your, your conscious mind to start thinking about other things. That's why a lot of people come up with great ideas when they're dri driving the car, right? Um, sometimes it happens in the shower too. You sort of zone out and, you know, you're just in the shower. It's a mundane task. You're scrubbing, you know, your junk or whatever, but you... Boom, get an idea of a problem that you've had at work. And all of a sudden you're like, holy fuck, this is how I could, how I could solve it. I'll tell you what, when it happens to me a lot. Um, I run a lot. I run about five miles a day for three days a week. I absolutely love it. I, um, I used to hate running. Good Lord. Man, I was, you know, I, I had a, my, my last long-term girlfriend got me into running. She got me, uh, this is a complete side topic, but I'll go off on it for a minute. She had me run a, a 5K, which is really not that far. It's like three three miles or something like that. I can't remember. But when I ran that, I thought I was going to die. I was like so fat, out of shape. But she used to run those all the time, and I used to think that was so cool. And then I started running all the time, and I started running more than that. I used to run like, you know, I'd run like six miles or something like that. My And my now ex-girlfriend used to get all fucking jelly about it because <laughs> – she felt like I was outdoing her or some shit. And so she just gave up on running. So I guess that kind of speaks to her character more than it, it speaks to mine. But um, going back to the topic, when I'm out running, I'm usually listening to an audiobook. And, but every once in a while, and, and I'm sure you've done it too, you listen to an audiobook and you sort of tune out for a little bit and start thinking about other things. And that's why, you know, listening to various audiobooks over and over again is helpful because you you miss stuff when your mind starts wandering. But I've come up with things for work. Um, I work in the IT business, so trying to come up, like, sometimes we have, like, major problems. We can't figure it out, and sometimes it's just kicking our ass for weeks. And I'll go out running, and my subconscious mind will just kick in. I'll, I'll be running on autopilot. I'm, like, half listening to an audiobook. And then, bam, I'll get a solution in my head and I'll come back to my desk and I'll reach out to, you know, my counterparts and the development team. And I'll be like, guys, uh, I don't know if you've thought about this, but this big problem we've had, I think X, Y, Z will fix it. And they'll be like, holy shit, where did you come up with that? I'll be like, motherfucker, I was out running. So <laughs> your subconscious mind is very powerful. And if it can lock onto something, you know, it'll do amazing things. So in The Secret, um, there's an example about this kid thinking of a bike and then magically the, you know, the bike appears or his grandpa gets him a bike or something like that. Um, do, do things appear out of thin air? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say it doesn't do that, but I've never personally fucking seen that happen. I'll tell you how it's worked a lot in my life. Um, most of the time... It comes as like divine thought, right? Or some people call it a hunch. Um, all of a sudden, like you'll have an intention behind something. You really want something. And then you'll just get a thought like, you know what? Why don't you go to this place today? And then you go to a place and then you just run into someone and they have the solution that you need. And you're like, holy fuck. This just like materialized. I'll get, oh, I just hit the microphone. Sorry about that. I'll give you an example of how I got my house. So um, around the 
turn of the year, you know, back in January, one of the things that I was thinking of doing was, man, I need to get a better house. I was renting this like really cheap, shitty house um, in the next town over. And for the last like six years or seven years or so, I've been in that house and the rent's cheap and I, I, I have, I've had no um, push to move out of it because when I was dating my long-term girlfriend, I was down at her house every other week. You know, when I didn't have my kids, I was just basically living with her down in, down in uh, Grand Junction, Colorado. And so I had like zero incentive uh, to, to better my situation. And then I would go home and my kids would come over and it was adequate. You know, it was, it was a decent enough house, but it wasn't nice, you know. And so when I found myself back on the dating circuit last year and like I would be embarrassed to have chicks come over because I was like, man, this house is a fucking shithole, you know. Like I actually make a, a really good living in IT and, and doing my other ventures and investments and stuff like that. So I... But I'm like, I live in this shithole house. You know, like, these chicks are never going to believe that I'm, <laughs> I'm as successful as I say I am. I really need to better my situation, you know. And so I've been thinking about, you know, I need to move into a house. I need to move into a house. Maybe this, maybe I'll move into a house. And I start thinking about it. And then um, I started noticing that I was walking my dog every day. And uh, I kept walking by these new houses being built. And they were kind of smaller houses. They were cute. And, um, and I noticed that the realtor signed there every day. And I was like, oh, you know, I just kept wondering about those houses. And I kept thinking about those houses and thinking about that realtor sign. And then uh, one day during quarantine, it happened to be, uh, I think it was like a Saturday, Friday or Saturday. And that particular realtor popped up on one of the local Facebook boards. And she posted about those houses. And I was like, son of a bitch. That's weird. You know, I... Like I see those every day and I, I think about them all the time. So I, I put a message uh, in the comments like, hey, you know, I walk by those houses all the time. And she says, well, it just so happens that the governor is allowing us to show houses starting Monday. Why don't you meet me Monday and I'll show you that house. And it was just up the road. I work from home. So I was like, yeah, why don't I go look at that? Now, I didn't feel like I was going to buy the house at that time, but just that happening and that showing up and and her doing that one of the things that the law of attraction says is you know when something happens like that like an inspired thought happens you need to take action on it and i just immediately was like i have to go and look at this house so that monday i met the realtor went looked at the house i met the builder he was a douchebag uh but the realtor and i really hit it off she was really cool the house wasn't that great i mean the the living room was awesome the the garage, the the master bedroom, but my kids' rooms were fucking tiny. And I just bought my daughter a queen-size bed for Christmas. So I was like, her fucking queen-size bed wouldn't even fit in this thing. So anyway, I went home and didn't think much of it. That very next morning, my landlord's wife calls me. And I've never talked to her the entire time I've lived there. I've always talked to her husband. And all of a sudden, she calls me and she goes, hey... um, you know, with everything going on, we decided we're going to sell the house. And I said, just all of a sudden, just it just like a wash of relief came over me. And I said, great, that's awesome. Um, anything you need, you know, I'll help you, you know, I'll help you with, uh, you know, keep the house clean. So you want to show it, stuff like that. She was expecting me to like blow up at her and go, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And holy shit, you know, what am I, I got to move now. And 
I didn't, I didn't even have that feeling at all. I was like, no, this is great. Like I just met a realtor yesterday <laughs> and you know, financially I can actually afford a house. Like, fuck, this is awesome. So I hung up with her. I immediately called that realtor back cause I still had her card and I, I called her up and I said, Jen, uh, she and I are good friends now. I said, Jen, you know what? Thank you for showing me that house yesterday. I actually don't like that house, but it turns out I'm in the market. So put me in a house. So she calls me back, uh, you know, cause that was a voicemail. She calls me back like almost immediately sets me up with some, uh, to show some, show me some houses that following Friday. So that was a Tuesday. She lines up some houses Friday and Saturday. We go look at a house, uh, down in this town called Austin. Then we come here to my house. And this house is like perfect. It, it was, it's relatively brand new. And that's always something that I thought of. Like the next house I buy is going to be basically brand new and I'm not going to have to fucking do anything. I'm just, it's going to be moving ready. I'm not going to, you know, fucking renovate it or whatever. It's going to be pristine. I come here. This house is just absolutely gorgeous. Perfect. And so I was like, that's my house, you know, that's my house, Jen. And, uh, but we looked at a couple other houses. And so after the second day, I said, well, that house that we just looked at yesterday, let, that's going to be, that's my plan A house. Let's, um, you know, let's offer them this much. And I offered $9,000 uh, under what they were asking for. And so she said, okay, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's fair. So, so I go home, I, I'm talking to my kids about it. I'm telling my daughter about it. And I go, well, I put an offer on that house I looked at. I go, the only way that this could be any more perfect with the law of attraction is if they just accept that offer and don't even haggle. She calls me back the next fucking day and says, congratulations, you're under contract. They didn't even balk at me going low on them. <laughs> so it just, everything just lined up like dominoes in that situation. Um, so that's sort of how things have happened in my life. I've had, I have other examples, but uh, we're coming up on time. So I don't want to, go off on it too much, but that's sort of how a law of attraction works in my life. You put that intention out there and then, you know, it's in your subconscious mind and then your subconscious mind just sort of steers you in the places where you fucking need to go and shit just happens. So that's pretty much all I have uh, in this episode. Um, I hope I was able to explain the law of attraction so it's easier for you to understand also kind of hope that <laughs> you agree with me that it's not complete hocus pocus mumbo jumbo bullshit. There's, there's a little, there's some science behind it and you should really look into that if you're skeptical. Um, it really can be a powerful tool, not only to get the girl of your dreams, but also amass great wealth, you know, as outlined in Think and Grow Rich, but really anything you can possibly dream of, it works with like anything you want in life, you can attract it to you. Everything in your life that you have right now, good or bad, you've attracted it to you. So why not attract good things? Um, if you want to learn more about it, I highly recommend watching at the very least the secret on Netflix to get your feet wet. Most of you guys probably have Netflix. It's on there. It's for free. Um, I've wa I, I watch it all the time. I watch it and rewatch it much like, uh, you know, we're all supposed to be reading and rereading Corey's book because every time I watch it, I get something new out of it. 
But anyways, thank you for listening to Come On Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men on our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are available in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.